Hello, everyone, and welcome to Certified Sports Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Avery Bales, and this is going to be the first episode being put out on this podcast. So a little bit of background, um, I'm a UNC student, I'm a first-year student, and I hope for this podcast to have a focus on ACC sports, but mostly on UNC sports and the athletics due to the fact that I am a UNC student. Another goal that I have for this podcast is to empower female sports voices in the sports industry. Personally, me, every time I've gone to listen to a podcast about sports or UNC sports, it's mostly been men who are leading these podcasts, and there's nothing wrong with that. My thing is, as a woman, I just wish I could hear it from a woman's perspective and a woman's voice, you know? You don't always want to hear the same men talking about sports, in my opinion. I just kind of want a little bit of diversity added to the podcast industry, especially when it comes to sports. So for this week, we are going to focus on bowl games, as that has been the main thing happening this week in ACC sports especially. So the first game we're going to look at is the Military Bowl versus Duke and UCF. Duke came away with the win on this one. They won 30-13, to um, and their quarterback, Riley Leonard, went 19 for 28, and he threw for 173 yards, but no touchdowns and no interceptions. So clearly, that means that um, it was mostly rushing touchdowns that occurred. There were no really passing touchdowns, but... Riley Leonard, their QB, did have two of those rushing touchdowns. Um, and then Jaquez Moore, one of their other running backs, he had one touchdown and he had 12 carries for 43 yards. On the UCF side of things, their quarterback went 21 for 34 with one interception and zero touchdowns. So they were both on the same side of rushing is how they scored their goals. There were no pass um, touchdowns made. So This game did kind of surprise me because I didn't think Duke was going to pull away with the win on this one, if I'm being honest. Uh, They didn't do horrible this season, not by any means saying that, but UCF, they were at a match record coming into this. Both teams were 9-4, and so I thought it was going to be more of a game than it was. I expected it to be a little closer, but UCF just wasn't having a good day, and they ended up only scoring 13 points. So moving on, the next bowl game is the Wasabi-Fenway Bowl, which was Cincinnati versus Louisville, and Louisville actually came away with this one 24-7. This one also surprised me as Cincinnati has been a pretty good team over the years, and they weren't the best this year, I don't think, but they were still a decent team. But we have Brock Doman, the Louisville QB, threw 13 for 21, and he threw one touchdown and one interception, and he also threw for 132 yards. Um, uh, Clearly, once again, this was a rush game. Um, Most of the touchdowns were made by rushing, and those touchdowns were made by Jawar Jordan, who uh, had nine carries for 115 yards and had two touchdowns. The other running back, Maurice Turner, had 31 carries for 160 yards, so it was a big run game being played here. Uh, Running was the main focus of their offense this game. And then uh, Evan Peter, the Cincinnati quarterback, went 7 for 15 with one touchdown and 83 yards. Clearly not a good day for him. Um, 83 yards is not very good for a quarterback to do on a game. Um... 
So Duke, I mean, sorry, Louisville came away with that win. Um, next up, we have the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, which was Wake versus Missouri, and Wake came away with this W. They came, the score was 27 to 17. Um, we all know Sam Hartman, Wake's quarterback. He's been a great quarterback for them over the years, and he's been really good about making sure to stay consistent and stay with his team. Um, he went for 23 for 36. He threw for 280 yards. He had three touchdowns and one interception. Um, as we, I think it was about two years ago, uh, Sage Surratt, one of the biggest receivers at Wake Forest, did uh, go to the NFL. I don't think he ever made it. I think he signed to a team, but I'm pretty sure he was previously dropped. Um, but without his strongest receiver being there for the past two years, it's been kind of rocky for Wake, but they've still been able to come through on a lot of games. Um, but there are other receivers, A.T. Perry and Jamal Banks, both had significant yardage. A.T. Perry had 116 yards and Jamal Banks had 72 yards and he had a long catch of 48 yards. Um, and then the Missouri QB, Brady Cook, went 39 for 48, and he threw for 215 yards and one touchdown. So this one didn't surprise me, I'd have to say. Wake, Wake's a pretty good team. I mean, they've they've done pretty well this year, and I honestly expected nothing less. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Wake plays without Sam Hartman, however, because at the beginning of the season when Sam Hartman said he wasn't going to be able to play, um... I think Wake fans were pretty scared for what their season was going to look like, um, but he ended up coming back and playing for the season. Um, so I'm going to talk about bowl games that are happening in the future, and then we're going to come back and go over the UNC bowl game and how that bowl game was. So um, another bowl game is the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, which will be Syracuse versus Minnesota. I'm excited to see this game, honestly, because Syracuse was off to a very strong start at the beginning of the season. I believe they got to 6-0, and then they had to come play the harder opponents in their schedule, like Clemson, Notre Dame, Wake, and Florida State. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Syracuse plays and if they can still play like that team they were in the beginning of the season. Next bowl that will be coming up is the Cheez-Its Bowl, which is Florida State versus Oklahoma. FSU had a strong season and ended 9-4. and four. Um, I honestly have high hopes for FSU. I think they did pretty good this season, and I think they're going to do good in the coming years. I think they have a really strong future ahead of them, and I'm really excited to see how they play out. But obviously, it's Oklahoma, you know. Oklahoma hasn't been the strongest either, so I'm hoping it can be a good game, and I hope FSU can kind of put themselves out there and prove that they are more than people think they are. And then we have the Dukes Mayo Bowl, which will be NC State versus Maryland. State also finishes with a strong season. They finish 9-4, and four, um, but it's just going to be interesting to see how they hold up as they did lose to Boston College during the season, which was a surprise to everyone. And it's just going to be interesting to me to see if they are able to pull through with this win. Obviously, coming off a win against their so-called rivals, emphasis on the so-called, UNC. We all know State is just kind of like our little brother sometimes, but they've been kind of proving us wrong these past few years, so I don't want to be talking too much. Um, But I am intrigued to see if they come through with this you know the last game they played was against UNC about three weeks ago so I'm excited to see if they're able to pull through or if Maryland's going to come through um and then we have the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl which is going to be Pitt versus UCLA 
excited to see that one too you know I think it's more it's it's a it's a smaller game you know but I think Pitt wasn't too shabby this season and I think this could be a good game for them to kind of play people outside of their conference and see what they can do in bowl game situations and lastly we have the Capital One Orange Bowl which is gonna be Tennessee versus Clemson which I think everyone is looking forward to um, hopefully it'll be a really good game both very strong teams even though Tennessee did lose a few times at the end of their season um, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this works out now let's hop back up to UNC's bowl game the Holiday Bowl First Oregon. We lost 28 to 27 or 27 to 28 I should say and you know going into this game I really didn't have high hopes. Um, I didn't think we were gonna do well. I try not to get my hopes up with UNC because as we know UNC they can be kind of inconsistent. They can be very inconsistent. Let me correct myself. Um, but we did have the ball first but we didn't do too hot. Um, he, Drake May, one fact that I thought was interesting is Drake May was at a chance of passing the highest passing leader as a freshman. I don't think he ever passed it, but he did pass the all most touchdowns uh, for UNC quarterback. So that's, it's going to be really good to see how he goes over the next few years and how much more he can excel, hopefully. Our defense was also off to a bad start, sadly. Um, our offense was as well. And it was, this is, this is where I was kind of like, oh, yep, this is what I expected. Like, I didn't, I didn't really think we were going to do well at all. Um, they were, Oregon was running a run offense and our defense never, never does good against a run offense. So, um, definitely going to be, I knew it was going to be a long game, but, um, we ended up coming through, even though Oregon's first drive was a touchdown. Um, I think a big helper in this capacity was um, George Petaway's big run to give us some momentum right after Oregon had scored. I think that run really did help us, and it let us kind of believe that we could do this. Um, Another thing I want to point out, Andre Green Jr. scored his first touchdown this game, and I had heard of him, but I hadn't heard too much of him, and obviously he was playing this game due to Josh Downs and Antoine Green both not playing. Um, Josh is going to the NFL, and Antoine was an emergency-only player as he has some sort of lower body injury. But I'm really excited for Andre because I think this is going to be the start to a very good career. You know, he showed himself well in this game. He made significant passes and was able to get his first touchdown in a bowl game, which is pretty impressive. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do and if he can fill the new shoes uh, that are needed to be filled as Josh Down leaves. Um, definitely going to be interesting to see how that works out. Um, our defense truly was not doing too hot this game, you know, typical missed tackles, and I mean, as we know, basically all of our secondaries in the transfer portal right now, so we were definitely at a lack when it came to DBs, but um, players like Marcus Allen were playing, and they didn't do horrible in their defense, they, they did a pretty decent job, and I mean, going against a team like Oregon, who was ranked 15, and we weren't ranked towards the end of the season, I think we still put up a pretty good game against them, and defense started to get it together towards the end, which I think really helped. Um, 
Well, another thing that was really surprising to me was Kamon Rucker with a sack. Um, this was incredible to me because, for those of you who didn't know, Oregon had only let up four sacks the whole season. Whole season, their O-line had only given up four sacks. So, the fact that we have one of those sa- sacks is just very imp- impressive to me because usually we aren't the kind of team that's for- thrived on defense. Um A big part of this game was Drake May's running. I mean, obviously, we all know Drake May is a great athletic quarterback, and he's just really good at being able to run the ball and throw the ball, and he can just kind of do everything that you need him to. Um, So his running game definitely did change the game for us. I believe he was one of our leading rushers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And so it's that's how it's been all season. We know that, but I still think he did a good job as a quarterback to be able to still pull through even after you know not being the best the past few games um Drake did go 18 for 35 and he had 206 yards passing and three touchdowns um and he did rush for 45 yards which is the second rushing Elijah Green had 50 yards and he was um our top rusher of the game um our highest receiver of the game was Kobe Passor. He did great yesterday. Um, I was really impressed with how he was able to step up. I mean, he's been stepping up throughout the season, but to see how he stepped up last night really gave me some hope. He had a touchdown and, like I said, 98 yards, which was very good for him. And then our other touchdowns were made by Andre Green Jr., like I said earlier, and Bryant, Bryson Nesbitt. And this is also all surprising to me because, you know, we have J.J. Jones, who has been... Uh, he believe he's a sophomore, um, so it's interesting to see how these more freshman dudes are coming in and are trying to take over the receiver room, which they've been performing a little better. I think J.J. Jones just kind of had an off game. He dropped a few passes. I think it just wasn't a good day for him, but... I'm excited to see what these what our receiver room will look like in the coming years. Without Josh Downs, it's definitely going to be he's going to be someone we are going to miss a lot, but I still think we have a lot of hope for our receiving room. We've got some good transfers coming in like Devontrez Walker. Um so hopefully we can be able to work on that run, uh, wide receiver room and be able to find more receivers like Josh Downs who are going to be that main receiver for us in order for us to succeed. Um, another thing that really irked me about this game was I don't want to be that person that, you know, gets on the refs, but can we talk about the pass interference no calls? I mean, on one of the touchdowns that we didn't get, Kobe Passore, the defender had his arm hooked through Kobe's left arm. So Kobe Passore could not physically reach up and catch the ball. And he had one arm, his right arm, free to catch the ball. And of course he didn't catch it. Um, And it just really surprised me seeing that because a ref was standing right there. And when they played the replay, I... That just really got me right there because I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, he could not move his other arm. Um, But once again, I'm not trying to be someone who is complaining about the refs, but I think we can all agree the refs weren't calling much on Oregon, and it was definitely hard to see that because it's just unfair sometimes, but... I mean, it is what it is, you know, life is what it is, we'll get over it, I guess, but it's still kind of sad to see that, and it's sad to see the players, because you know, they know that they should be given more than that, like, they shouldn't have to be dragged down, 
um, by players and not get no call on them. Um, another thing, oh, the biggest thing that I really liked out of this game, Power Echoes interception. Can we talk about that? This interception amazed me. I, I thought he dropped it at first, if we're being honest, but the way that it came off Cedric Gray's foot or like leg-ish area, his calf, I think it came off his calf, and then Power somehow kicked the ball up and caught it with his hands. I mean, honestly, okay, this didn't surprise me, really. Um, a little bit of a story time. Um, me and Power actually went to the same middle school. So I saw him as he was developing as an athlete. He played like every single sport at school. He played football, basketball, and I believe he ran track as well. He was always a star on football and basketball. And the funny thing is my dad actually had said after a basketball game when he had done really well, I played on the basketball team, the girls basketball team. So we always had to stay and watch the boys basketball team. Um, So after one of the boys games, my dad came up to me and he goes, Avery, Power Eccles? he is going to be something special. And it's just kind of funny to see that now he's going to UNC um, because my dad is a diehard UNC fan. He went there. And so it was just, it's pretty cool. It's kind of come full circle. But knowing him, how he, how athletic he was back then, I also kind of agreed with my dad. And that's why his interception didn't fully surprise me because Power is such an athletic guy and he's been that way for years. So it didn't surprise me to see that he catched it, but it still was very impressive. Um, it's been on ESPN and Sports Center on social media. Um, it was really good. And I think it's also good for Power because he hasn't got his name out there too much. He's had a few viral videos of tackling, but this one I think will really help him get the attention that he should be getting. Um, he's great as a linebacker. He does a great job. He, you know, everyone has their bad moments. He makes his mistakes, but I mean, everyone makes their mistakes, but overall, really athletic, really strong, and a really hard worker. So I was really proud of that interception, and I think it was great for power, and I think it's really going to help him get a little bit of momentum as he's going into his later years and is aspiring to be in the NFL one day. Um... And then another thing I want to talk about is that field goal. How in the world did they make that field goal? I mean, I kid you not, I was looking at the TV and I saw it hit the goalpost and I got so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, they missed it. They missed it. And then my friend that I was with was like, no, that went in. And I looked at the replay and I was shocked I sat there with my mouth wide open looking at the tv I was like there's just no way that that just happened I mean it was it was was, like I have never even seen that happen I don't think but it just it surprised me so much and that was a kind of situation where I was like yep that's UNC athletics for you you know UNC always gets the worst luck, you know, we never really, all these tight games, we never pull through, we always have the worst luck, and it just never works out, and so to see that happen, I I could just, I felt the heartbreak, deep in my heart, I felt the heartbreak, because we were so close, but we just couldn't pull through, definitely really sad, but still, like, how does he make that, how does he make that field goal, like, that, oh, it still makes me so mad, because if it, like, would have been just, like, maybe a foot more over to the left he would have missed it and we would have gone to overtime and we could have won at that rate but 
I mean, overall, you can't really get mad because we didn't perform like we should have. Um, that would have never happened if we could have performed a little better second half and been able to make more passes and more touchdowns. Even though, as I said earlier, it was kind of hard to make those touchdowns when we have these pass interference no calls. But, you know, we just don't have that strive in us that other players do where they're like, oh, I'm going to show them then. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to actually catch it this time and get the touchdown. You know, we don't have that drive. And Oregon has that drive, as we saw, because their one touchdown got called back and then they were able to go right back and do it again. So I think that's always been a thing that our team has been lacking compared to others in certain games. I feel like when we're playing bigger opponents, we don't have that drive in us. Um, When we were playing Clemson in the ACC championship, I just feel like we were lacking a drive. Like it just, it didn't seem like they had the heart to be in it. The players did. And I mean, I understand as a student there, like it's hard enough being a student at Carolina. I can't imagine being a student athlete. So I'm not hating on the athletes in any way or throwing any shade. I just think that if we, if they could come together as a team more, I think that could really help um, our football team move forward with more um, intention and be able to perform in some of these bigger games. But I mean, looking back on the season, we did pretty dang good. <laughs> I mean, we finished at the top of the Coastal, which is all real. I mean, we haven't done that in a not a good, good while, but a decent while. Um, so either way, really proud of the boys this season. They were able to come through on a lot of games, didn't come through on some games, but like I've said before, it is what it is. Life happens. Um, we're not going to win every single one. That's just not how it's going to be. But I'm excited for the new talent coming in. I'm hoping we can do almost as good next year, hopefully better. Um, but yeah, overall, really proud with how the season ended out. I mean, it did end with three losses in a row, but I think that was just the fact that it's such a long season and these boys have been practicing since August and July, not even August, sorry. They've been practicing since January, basically. Um, And I think, you know, it's just, I think they just get tired eventually and it's hard to keep going. And, you know, some games you're going to show up, some games you're not. Um, But like I said, pretty proud of it overall. I can't complain for my freshman year. Um, I couldn't, I mean, I could have asked, I could have been better, obviously, but I mean, I was still at games where we won and it was great and I was able to experience a Carolina win in the student section. So it's been nice either way, you know, no complaints, super proud and super excited to see what we have going on next season. So we are going to take a little switch and we are going to move over to basketball. Um, Basketball hasn't been going on, I think it's been about like a week or so since we had a basketball game. You know, it's been the holidays. I'm really glad, honestly, that the athletes were able to go home and be with their families. Unlike the football players who, let's remember, these football players didn't get to be home for Christmas. Um, And they weren't home for Thanksgiving either because they were playing state. So... It just, it always irks me when people get on athletes and people hate on the UNC athletes because they go through so, so, so much and everyone makes mistakes. And I mean, these, they're just like 19, 20, 21 year olds. I mean, like, ah, I don't know. It's something about that. We can talk about that in another episode. Um, But 
Yes, um, basketball was able to go on a little break. They're back now practicing. But the big thing that happened in basketball was Elliot Cadeau committed to UNC. He is a five-star and the number one point guard in the nation. He is the class of 2024, and he attends Link Academy currently. And I think he's going to be a really, he's a uh, not a really good, he's an amazing steal for us. I mean, five-star number one point guard in the country. I mean, right when... It's going to be right when Caleb Love is leaving, and even though we do have Seth Trimble, I think Elliot is going to be able to shine through, um, and so I'm really happy with that commitment. I honestly wasn't too surprised, because looking at his top five schools, it was either us or Kansas, and I kind of would have been surprised if he went to Kansas, because Kansas hasn't been doing the best recently in basketball, but I mean, neither have we. <laughs> I can't be talking, um, but let's look at our uh, how our basketball uh, schedule has been going so far. Um you know, obviously, we always start off the season kind of rocky, but usually we get it together throughout the season. Um, hoping that's the same case this year. Um, and we had some good wins towards the beginning. Some wins that should have been a little bigger, um, shouldn't have been as close. But here's my thing, you know, we are ranked number one coming into the season Every single time we have been ranked high, we don't deliver. UNC does better as the underdogs. They never do good when they're expected. I mean, it applies for football as well. They expected football to be good this year. I think we were 10th in the nation or somewhere around there in the beginning of the season, and now we're out of the rankings completely. So every time that we're hyped up and we're expected to be good, we just never pull through. And I just think UNC does better as underdogs because they have that drive in them that I was talking about earlier. When they're underdogs, they're like, oh, we want to prove people. We want to prove this. And so, I don't know. It's, I think it was good to have that number one spot and be kind of put back in our place because I think it helped to humble the players and really give them a sense of we're not really the best in the nation at least right now we aren't and we could potentially be um but you know we had those losses to Iowa State Indiana and Alabama which all hurt pretty bad but I mean I can't complain about Alabama that game was really good Alabama's a good team I really can't complain much about that one um it was that was a good game four overtime is insane so it, it was a good game and we fought I mean four overtime that's a huge fight I mean like I'll take that over anything else um but and then as we go into December um Virginia Tech beating us wasn't the best either um but we did get a big win over Citadel which is good and we were able to get a good win over Georgia Tech as well. I was extremely proud of the win over Ohio State and Michigan. Um, Ohio State, they're not an amazing team either, but I think this game was when we kind of started to get it together a little bit, and you could kind of see the team working together as one. Same goes for Michigan. I mean, during the Michigan game, you could just see how they were connecting and mashing together, and the chemistry is really getting there, I think, which is really good. Um... Michigan game, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, obviously, we always have room for improvement, but pretty happy so far with how it's going. Um, we're going on the up. We're going up. That's all that matters. Um, we are nine and four, which it's it's not the best, but like I said before, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so I'm I am excited though to see how this season plays out. I've been really impressed with our freshmen so far, Seth Trimble, Tyler Nichols, and Jalen Washington. They've been great so far as freshmen. Um kind of surprised me a little bit that they, especially Tyler Nichols, 
Um, it really did surprise me seeing him come out so good, but I mean, he's been doing real good and I just know that the boys are working hard and they're going to come through, um, in the new year and throughout this season, um, hoping we can make a good March Madness run again. You know, last time we lost a national championship, we were right back the next year. Um, that's also another reason that I think we kind of like jinxed ourselves because everyone called this season the, oh, the redemption tour, the redemption tour, just like last time. That just, I think that just completely jinxed it. I mean, when I was seeing people post that and like accounts post that, I was like, you're jinxing it for us. I was like, you're just making it not happen. Um, because I think before when we played Villanova, no one thought it was gonna, we were gonna be back in the national championship. I mean, I'm sure a select few did, but I know for one, I didn't because we lost Marcus Page and, um, Bryce Johnson and players like that. And so I didn't really think we were gonna make it, but we did. Um, once again, it's that underdog mentality. Um, but I'm hoping after getting humbled, in the beginning of the season for our basketball team, it'll help us to, you know, really do some growth on and off the court. Um, we play against Pitt on the 30th, which will be, when I'm recording this, it'll be the next day. Um, but I think that should be a good game. Hoping they have a 9-4 and record too, so we should be able to pull through, hopefully, but you never know. Um, might be a good game. Hopefully not too close of a game, but um, definitely going to be interesting to see. And I do not think there's anything else for us to talk about. Um, So as this podcast is starting up, I'm going to try my best to post um, an episode every week in order and just kind of like sum up week in athletics and things like that and I am going to be get get into like the other sports I'm not just going to focus on football and basketball but this week that's the only sport that's truly been going on a lot um as it was has been over break and they're really mostly the sports that um go on over break um next episode I will probably try to focus on incorporating those other athletics um I just kind of want to talk about the bowl games this week because it's been a big part of the week and it's obviously the big thing going on right now is all the bowl games um but shout out to our field hockey team national champions 2022 great job for them so excited for them and get also give a shout out to our women's soccer team made the national championship fought a hard game I mean super proud of their season and there are so many athletic teams at UNC and every single one of them has done good and I'm really excited to begin this podcast and focus on UNC athletics and ACC athletics and really just dig deep into everything about sports and voice my opinions and I hope that you guys can agree with me hopefully um but it's been great uh I will like I said most likely publish every week so I hope you guys can continue to tune in um, and this is your host, Avery Bales of Certified Sports Girl, and I hope you guys have an amazing week and happy new year because probably by the time you're listening to it, it will be almost the new year. So I'm super excited and I will talk to you guys next week.